Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host, and thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's uh, April 8th, 2019. Monday. And uh, we are here to talk about selling houses. No, really. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, But in case you don't know, this is a show about you and your money and all points in between, everything that affects it. And we will cover everything today, and there is just a bunch to cover. But first, if you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also, GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter, Gary Kalpon. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary. Articles we post. Charts of the day. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button, press the subscribe button to get our notes, or the email service one month free right there, convictionleaders.com. So I've owned real estate, but I have lived in the same house now since the year 2000. Um, without getting into how big, size, and all that, what I am finding out is we, we, people update their homes all the time. New tile, new this. We didn't because we kept this thing really in good shape. We put a new carpet here and there. We did some things. We're finding that people coming to – we're selling the house. People coming to see the house want the updated. Just letting you know. We'll let you know how it goes. But so far, that's what we're getting. We have tile. I mean it's great tile. But they're saying it's from back then, and they're looking for what they have now, you know, the new stuff. So – We'll see how it goes. We may have to do some updating and then put it up for sale again. I don't know. We'll see how, whatever. But just letting you know I'm lear- learning a few things about this. Uh, NCAA, the uh, finals tonight, we gave you Michigan State. They lost. Terrible pick on our part. Uh, we told you uh, if you're going to do Auburn, Virginia, take the points. Auburn won the game. It felt like that New Orleans football game. The, the game was just stolen from them. I'm sorry. With no time on the clock. You do not call a foul, so the guy shoots three, uh, three uh, free throws to win the game when, I'm sorry, there's a question whether that's a foul or not. I'm sorry. And then, of course, the guy double dribbled on the way there. They didn't call that, so just the, it was thievery as usual. What can I tell you? I'm glad I'm not a ref. Uh, tonight, we don't feel like we have a right to give you a pick tonight when we gave you Michigan State. You know? Uh, Bottom line is, you know, sometimes you can say, oh, it was a close one. Michigan State was not the better team uh, when they lost to uh, Texas Tech. Simple as that. Texas Tech's defense was that damn good. Simple as that. So I believe it's Virginia, Texas Tech. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm going to tell you who I'm taking. But I'm not officially – I'm probably going to take Texas Tech plus the points. They just look like a ridiculously good defense. I haven't seen what – I think the points are one. I'll double-check before this uh, hour is over. And, of course, it's Masters week. Every other year I go to the Masters. I will not be there this year. And, actually, I missed last year, so it'll be three years. I will go uh, next year. If you guys are golfers and you've never been to the Masters, make sure you take a trip to it. That's all I can tell you. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing event, The mo- pretty much the most well-run sports event I've been to. Um 
Just don't make a lot of crazy noise and it kick you out. Where do I want to start? The most asked question from you guys, Boeing. It's down $17 today. What we have told you, you know, when you're dealing with investing, we have always told you, why invest where there's a lot of uncertainty? Well, why would you invest there's a lot of uncertainty? There's sometimes a discount in the price. So if that uncertainty goes away, you get a big bang for your buck. But in the case of Boeing, a couple of things we told you we were worried about. We gave you five total. Uh, litigation costs. The cancelizations. Cancellations. Yeah, nice word. Of future orders. The time it's going to take to fix the problem. The time it's going to take to get the planes back up and flying. And then the demand when all is said and done. Because Boeing announced that they're uh, slowing down how many planes they're going to build because of this. Uh, China came out and said something about putting off some orders. And boom, down 17 and change. Now, into the end of last week, Boeing stock was getting accumulated. There's no doubt. I wasn't buying it. But you moved above a little uh, short-term resistance uh, on Friday last week, and on Monday, I mean, and uh, kept inching up. Well, today puts a little nail in the, it's not a coffin, but a nail in it. And again, we're just going to stick to our knitting and say, not yet. Uh, and Boeing has also admitted fault. The CEO came out. So just let you know. A lift. Remember we told you got above uh, IPO price? Well, it's back below, down four and change today. And I don't know what to tell you on that. Another one of unknown. So we're just letting you know. These are things you guys are asking, and I believe Pinterest is coming public in the next week. And, of course, that other IPO I mentioned to you, RUHN, down a buck forty-six to $7 today, new low. $12.5 IPO. i got to think they're going to cancel it. I don't know how much time they have before they do, but man, oh man, there's got to be some serious lawsuits going on, a $12.5 IPO that's trading at seven in three days. And lastly, just answering your question, GE was down about 5% today, got a big sell rating today. Here's my answer to GE. I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue on GE. And when I have no clue, I just leave it be. GE turned into a Byzantine Rubik's Cube of companies, a jigsaw puzzle that could not be put together. And they were in the midst of offing some of those companies to pay down lots of debt. Uh, Jeff Immelt, the CEO of GE, you know what I think, let off the hook uh, quite easily, too easily. And I heard he was a candidate for some other job or something. Welcome to the world of uh, corporate America. You can fail up. Not in my world. Uh, Jeff Immelt uh, fails up. Now we're going to do the full market wrap. Uh, Boeing hurt the Dow, but the rest of the market, no complaints. And another one of those days where you were down and you drifted higher uh, throughout the day. That's what you want to see in markets like this. Just keep in mind, massive amounts of earnings start this coming Friday when we get some financial names. And uh, we will cover it all for you. Up next, full market wrap, movers of the day, news of the day. This is the one only, and that's the Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Let, let me complain a little bit more. The Black Rock chief investment officer of the income bond market said we, the Fed, our central bank, should buy up stocks. Now, you know what I think of him. I, I must tell you, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I, I really don't. I really don't. Print trillions, keep rates low forever, get the rest of the world doing it. By the way, Japan, the Bank of Japan owns 75% of their ETFs. They're already doing it. I really do not know what world we live in. Seriously. I don't know what world we live in. The greed of these people on Wall Street to want central banks to do that. I don't even know what to say. And you all do realize... On the next downturn, they're going to lower rates and do more than that. That's the game. That's why Trump and his minions are out there yelling and screaming at the Fed, even though they're independent. So the band's playing on. Regardless, we put that on the side, and we'll watch the markets for you. Market Wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's your back. One of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market. With proprietary indicators, go check it out. Investment-models.com. All right, the Dow was down 84. But the S&P was up 3. NASDAQ 15. NASDAQ 100 up 20. Sox was up 3. It's never going down again. Transport's up 10. Advanced declines, flattish. Oil price is strong. Yields up a little bit. Uh, but just a drift higher uh, by the close of the day. The... Leading software names are getting hit early, finished mostly green. Not up big, but mostly green. That's good. Semiconductors were red early, finished mostly green. Apple was up three. Amazon was up 12. That did the trick for the NASDAQ 100. Remember, Amazon's a $1,800 stock. And that was really uh, Home Depot was up a buck and a half. Procter & Gamble was up buck 30. That was it for the movers. Boeing did the trick on the downside. But I don't have anything to complain about. The action's fine. But now earnings. And a front cover article today in the Wall Street Journal was about the worry about earnings. Uh, that they have gone down. Looming pullback in earnings imperils rise in the stock market. So there's a lot of thought process that earnings aren't good now, and that's got to hurt. I, I, I get their point. But I want to repeat. Easy money. It's been doing the trick for 10 years. Simple as that. 
the easy money has been doing the trick for 10 years. And I would never have believed it would do the trick for 10 years. I would have figured there'd be a shelf life. But look what's happened since the 180, the Mnuchin call. And his earnings will come out. We'll have all the important names for you. What they said, what the numbers were, or what the reactions were. Now also I want to make note that a bunch of names tagged their 50-day moving averages and so far hold it. They were distributed in the last couple of weeks. But definitely so far holding, and we're going to be watching that. As very often you get these secondary buy points off of these moving averages. And just remember, it's just price. We'll be on it. But leave no doubt, another day, I can't complain. The Dow at one time today, it's down 170, 180, finished down 83. The NASDAQ at one time today, was down 48, finished up 13. So this little persistence continues. And again, now, earnings time. And I will guarantee you there are going to be some big blow-ups. And I guarantee you there are going to be some big gaps to the upside. Congratulations to Zeth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, and Becky Lynch winning uh, the uh, world titles last night at WrestleMania. The show was too long, and The Undertaker didn't show up. But uh, some good stuff. And my uh, buddy uh, John Layfield uh, called the uh, Kurt Angle match. 80,000-some-odd people. Unbelievable. People used to make fun of me for being a huge fan of professional wrestling. I used to go in the 70s. They don't make fun of me anymore. Up next on The Edge, more on the markets. $15 minimum wage. I'm going to have my thoughts on that. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. you got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Caldwell. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And we'll once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. You know, we talk often here about um, government and government dictating to you and to us what we can and cannot do. I'm a big believer in laws, but I'm also a big believer in overdoing it. I'm also a big believer in too much power. I'm also a big believer in we're smarter than them. I'm also a big believer in that too often government incentivize is bad behavior and disincentivize is good behavior. Uh, I have railed against the debt and the deficits, which, by the way, defines them as failures from the get-go. I have railed against the corruption, the bureaucracy, the cronyism, the lobbying business, the question on how so many politicians on $150,000 to $200,000 salaries Leave being worth 20 million bucks. I rail against too much regulations, too many rules, too many fees, too many fines, too many mandates, too many taxes. 
And of course, we have listed for you the latest in what um, they have been proposing. And it never ends. The latest Ron Wyden out of Oregon actually proposing taxing your non-sold investments. Amazing. One of my pet peeves, though, and I catch flack for this. Very often I've discussed it on radio on radio and on TV, and I get flack and I get compliments. And that is minimum wage. A lot of places going to 15 bucks. I heard a presidential candidate talking 25 bucks recently. Here's my problem, and I want you to listen carefully. You can't tell business what they must pay people. You just can't. What you say? You can't tell business what they must pay somebody. And there's a simple reason. It's their business. It's their business. How should I be able to tell Aunt Mary and Uncle Bob, who own a couple of Subway franchises, how much to pay? How can I do that? How can I tell anybody who owns a business and put up their own risk capital or took out loans that they have to pay off? And how much they pay. But Gary, you sound heartless. No, 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 no. The heartless is that if you demand, you make it a law, that a business has to pay $15 an hour no matter what. But the business cannot afford that $15 an hour. There's going to be one less worker. Not to mention, somebody walks in, wants to get a job. They sit down and interview them, knowing they have to pay them 15 bucks an hour. The people that did the interview deemed that, you know, I think we would hire them for 10, but we can't. So we're not going to hire them. In other words, people that would possibly get hired at 10 may not get hired at 15. That happens also. Automation. I'm sure you've seen what's going on with automation, don't you? Haven't you? You just go to the airport and see how many kiosks there are. Orlando International Airport is Kiosk City now. I bet you there's fewer people working. Go into any fast food place. You got these little stands now where you press buttons to do the ordering. Guess what? Bet you there are fewer people working. Now, technology is always going to do that. I get it. Just don't make it tougher. Just don't make it tougher. New York City's minimum wage rose on December 31st. Businesses with 11 or more workers must pay $15 an hour, up from 13 last year and 11 in 2017. Employees who earn tips can be paid a lower rate, now set at 10 an hour for waiters, provided their total pay exceeds 15. Is it merely a coincidence that the cities, New York City, full-service restaurants have fallen into a jobs recession? Employment in January dropped 3.7% year over year. 
At the start of 2018, New York City's sit-down restaurants had 167,900 employees. A year later, only 161,700 employees. You got me? You got me? And then there's that other side of the uh, page. If you don't like what somebody's paying, go to the next place. And if you want to make more money, prove to those people you deserve more money. We've told you so many times throughout the years. Become great at something. It'll get noticed. I taught my kids. Become that person that Fox News wants you on TV to be an expert on the subject. That's my thought process. That's my thought process. Bet you a bunch of you disagree. Anyway, I was just reading up on that today, and I thought it noteworthy. I believe the federal minimum wage is very low, if I'm not incorrect. $7.50 in $2018. But does anybody pay $7.50 except for like teenagers and stuff like that? I'd like to know. That interested me also. I got some other emails. It seems that uh, over the weekend there's some people out saying we're headed for depression. We're heading for recession. All hell's going to break loose and all that debt and deficits that I whine about and complain about is finally going to come home to roost. We just want to repeat. Market's got to break down first. There's no way the market doesn't break down before trouble lies ahead. So don't be buying it just yet. It's how it works. Knowing there's the easy money also. Up next, this is that and the other thing and more on markets. This is the one only investors at. You're listening to. Well, what are you waiting for? One, two, ready, yeah. go. Action. Investors Edge. With Gary And welcome once again to Investors Edge. In the news, a turnover in Washington, D.C. Uh, Trump got rid of the head of the DHS, and the, I believe the guy who runs the Secret Service, am I correct in saying that? Uh, turns out Trump is very upset with uh, whatever her name was, that she didn't run it the way he wanted. And I'm going to be careful with my words. He is really worrying me. It has come out today that he wanted to go back to separating families and legally or illegally coming in and Republican Party got to him before he would do something like that because he said they said they would get killed on it. I, I just don't think he realizes he's the president of the United States still. I think he thinks he's running Trump uh, organization. Now remember, I am huge on I love I like love strict immigration laws. That's me. They're laws. I don't think you're a country without strict borders. You want people coming in? Terrific. Come in legally. 
You don't want to come in legally? Have a nice day. And I don't blame Trump for the last 25 years of failure by past presidents and administrations and politicians. But, well, we'll see how it plays out. There's also a little upheaval. Uh, the President of the United States nominated Herman Cain and Stephen Moore, who's I know well, and I've been on TV with Herman Cain also in the past, for Fed governors. I am completely against it, 100%, because he is hiring two buddies. It might as well be Donald Trump on the Federal Reserve. They're going to rubber stamp anything and everything he wants and anything and everything he says. How do I know it? Because I follow both their careers. And they were all very much against debt and deficits. And now it's no big deal. Debt and deficits are good. That's my take. And lastly, one of those actresses pleaded guilty in that college case and put out a note. I was really impressed with her note. Took complete responsibility, complete apology. Whatever penalty she has to pay, she is willing to pay. That's how you do it. She made a big mistake. And by the way, she wasn't the big one. Supposedly she only gave like 15,000 bucks. The other one was like a half a million bucks. Remains to be seen whether uh, anybody goes to jail or not. But I have to tell you, for somebody who put his both kids through college, I had no idea you could buy kids into college. And certainly had no idea it cost that much. Wow. Wow. Here's what I'm watching. Number one, persistence in the market. No give back. Number two, bend but not break. Bunch of those software names. Under distribution. A few of them are going by the wayside. Most of them just got a little what we call a knife down into the 50-day moving average. And a few of them, I'll give you a couple of symbols today. NOW looks like it held the 50-day for right now. Don't know about tomorrow. FTNT, another one. TWLO, another one. So just letting you know. Possibly areas of support. Energy stocks mostly up today. Oil prices again strong. Have you been looking at the pump? Man, oil, gas prices at the pump go up much quicker than they come down. That's to be watched closely. It is said that every 10 cents over a year's time at the pump is $10 billion out of the pocket of the consumer. It certainly does not help the cause of airlines. It does not help the cruise lines. It does not help the truckers, the Uber drivers, the Lyft drivers, and basically anything. That is to be watched. And I will say the president is jawboning that too. The president's been yelling and screaming at OPEC. But there's nothing OPEC can do. We mentioned to you on Friday about the big insider buying in one of those oil names. Hope, hopefully you checked it out. Just because insiders buy does not mean something's going up. But it's certainly good to know. And if any more of those show up, we will have it for you as we move forward. Don't forget, I'll be in Phoenix this coming Saturday with Steve Jurich. Look forward to seeing you. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. 
when you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you hug the children. Good This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.